I'm Danita, and I'm here to question the other side of life with you, to show how exploring the shadow can be painful, but also sexy. We ask our listeners to unravel parts of themselves they try to hide, and this can be scary, and also bring moments of revelation and elation. In the next 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to question and move through fear and some avant-garde ideas that might make you feel rage, grief, sadness, and also joy. I'm going to share insights and personal experiences about how I've been embracing the dark so I can live in my light. Welcome to the other side. Hey, Jen. Hi, Danita. Today, we are here with a beautiful colleague, Vanessa Grootman with the Energy Upgrade. She is joining us because in the month of September, we are going to be chatting all about burnout. And particularly, I'm going to be talking about burnout and core wounds. But Vanessa is going to bring this other perspective about burnout and health and all different things that she does in order to help with burnout but also share her experiences on burnout and what all happened and then the shifts and the changes that she made because of the big B. The big B. Yes, let's do it. The big B. Vanessa, can you share a little bit about burnout? What all happened when you were first going through burnout? First of all, thank you for having me, both of you. I'm super excited. And I always cherish more time with Danita. We know each other really well, and it's always just such a joy and a blessing. So thank you. Maybe just to backtrack and give context, I, I've always been an entrepreneur, and I built this big seven-figure business and was all in. Indeed, met with Big B. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, you know, it's interesting because when I reflect back and, and recently, especially, I've just been witnessing that shift in me. And we've been talking about it when I visited you in Costa Rica last, how I think the burnout I experienced was not from working hard, but really from working from the wrong place. So for me, I notice now looking back that I was just so deeply rooted in that hyper masculine energy. And, and we've talked about that many times, but it was really just about the hustle to do list. I didn't take mat leaves. I had two babies. I was just on a mission. And I really thought that this was what life was about. You know, I didn't know anything else. I kind of was forced into this masculine energy really early on. And even in my childhood, uh, my brother has Down syndrome. And and really early on, I was kind of brought on as a second mom almost, you know, really caring for him and babysitting him and taking care of him and having to be that strong figure of like, no, I got you. We're going to do the support. And so I didn't really get a taste for what the flow, the play, the creation can also look like. I think that I just operated from that place that I thought was the place we need to operate from. And I really think that's what got me to meet the burnout. We've talked a lot about feminine and masculine energies and about how when we are working in our masculine, it's all very linear and how we're supposed to be acting and driven and creating. Rather, when you work from the feminine, the energy is different. The energy that we feel and the place that it comes from is so significantly different and how we create in creating rather than producing that subtle mind shift that really affects how we feel. It's huge. And so it's that, of course, paired with 
I think for me, again, this is just looking back, obviously, none of this was done with purpose. I think I was trying to do to be seen, right? And that's a very common pattern in high achieving women is we try to do all these things so that we are being seen and acknowledged that we're enough, you know, so there's that limiting where I guess in this case, it would be a core wound. I don't know. The I, I'm not enough. Is that a core wound? That's the belief. So the belief is I'm not enough. And the core wound is where it would stem from. So different experiences that have happened in your life that have brought on this belief of I'm not good enough. Those are the wounds. And then the belief comes from that. And so what we want to do is really look at the wounds and where did they come from and why? And I mean, you mentioned your family and becoming a mother at such a young age to your brother and like, or taking on that role. And then the expectations that you had. Exactly. For me, burnout was a mix of all these things and then really losing, disconnecting myself from my true identity. I never really thought of it until, and basically my burnout happened just to give you a timeline. I built this business with partners and we did it over 12 years, essentially. At year eight, we sold and basically partnered with another company. And that's really where I felt like I lost my identity because it wasn't my business anymore. And that's really where I hit the brick wall. It was like, oh, okay, but wait, who am I? (laughs) And suddenly I had to wake up and be like, this is not mine anymore. I don't call the shots anymore. And it's like so hard. Yeah, that really hit me. It wasn't a pretty scene. You know, I'm so grateful for it now looking back because it really brought me back to my life's purpose, brought me back to my first passion, which it's always been health and wellness and disease prevention. And it just brought me back to my knees. I hit rock bottom. And for me, I couldn't function. Even if I had wanted to be in the hustle, my body was just like, "Eh -eh, we're not going there. We're done, honey. (laughs) I'm going to keep throwing things at you until you stop. And it sure happened. And can you share a little bit about that? Like what the experience was of burnout? For me, to be honest, I didn't even know I was in it. And that's often the case, right? I needed someone else, like a coach to be like, "Um, have you ever heard of this word? I think that's what's happening right now. And for me, it's like my entire system shut down. And I just, I couldn't wake up in the morning. I was just like so tired, absolutely no motivation. I just had lost my identity. I was at this super vulnerable state, not really understanding what was happening, not having the tools to also pick myself back up, really. My thyroid, everything, like everything started to crumble. My hormones completely left my body. (laughs) And You're telling uh, me, sister. (laughs) Oh, yes. I know you know. For me, it was a deep, both physical and somatic and emotional experience. That to be honest, though it's been four years now, I still feel sometimes that my body's taking me back there. But now I have the tools, the knowledge, I know how it feels and I can stop it in its track. And I'm like, "Uh -uh, we're not going back there. But it became a pattern. It became a narrative. Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to hear a little bit about what your relationship was like during burnout. And did your partner recognize that you were going through burnout? I don't have a whole lot of memories of that time. It's like I went into this black hole, literally in all senses of the word. I had to go inside. I probably was the worst partner ever, but I have like an amazing, loving and supporting partner. 
So it's interesting. I will ask him though. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question to ask him. It is absolutely normal that when you're going through something and you're in survival mode, which is what you do, you move into survival mode when you're in burnout or going into burnout. When you transition to survival mode, you start forgetting things. Like you can't remember what happened. Just think about even as a woman, if you think about childbirth, you don't remember everything that happened while you're no giving birth or through that experience because you're in that survival state, right? And so that's more of like a common experience that most of us can draw on that have had kids of being in a survival state where you don't remember the pain. No. You can kind of have like glimpses mm-hmm. and this little bit of, oh yeah, it was there, but you don't really know what happened. But I know my body knows and my body remembers, right? Because the body keeps the score always. But what's interesting is also at that time we moved, we were in Vancouver, we moved to the Okanagan. That's also a pretty ridiculous stressor, you know, to add on top of it all. I had like two babies, I guess Thomas at that time would have been like two and a half. And when we arrived there, I remember my counselor was like, okay, you really have to slow down. And I was like, I don't know how help me, help me. Like I have no idea how. And at the time what saved me and I even started a movement, it was called called to nature. And that was the beautiful thing about being in the Okanagan. We were like on the lake and surrounded by beautiful forests and mountains and trees. And, and that's really how I was able to pick myself back up just a little bit was the nature, like reconnecting to these wild roots within me and like really those frequencies. And so what did you do to connect to nature? I would just be outside all the time, like grounding and meditating and taking long walks and taking walks by the water, really just trying to absorb the frequencies of that flow. And that really helped me to be more present, to really enjoy my kids more because I had no mat leave. It's like I woke up from this bad dream. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I have these two beautiful (laughs) human beings that people (laughs) probably would enjoy my some of my attention. I make it sound like I was the worst mom. I, I don't think I was. I'm just being hard on myself here. That really forced me to actually reconnect with them, which again, I'm I can't be more grateful for that. That was really what I needed to wake me up. And then from there, I just decided to give myself the tools I needed to actually heal myself. And so that's when I went back to certified as a integrated health practitioner, as a certified health coach. And all I did for the first year is work on myself. (laughs) I did all the things on me. I then suddenly I could feel like the light, the energy, the life force coming back. What are all the things? All the things. Well, What are all the things? For me, it started with awareness and really reconnecting with nature. But then I really dove into the world of detoxing and all the protocols. You can have a predisposition, especially if you've been running in this masculine energy for almost all of your life. At some point, your liver, that's just correlated. Your liver is going to be sluggish. It's going to be congested. It's going to be completely overwhelmed. When you get these demands of the sympathetic nervous system all the time, like you're just, your body just at a physical level cannot survive. Your liver filters your blood every six minutes. It's there to keep it clean, keep you disease free, keep you flowing. That's really where a lot of my awareness started is really looking at my liver, which 
is the underrated organ that I always talk about, especially <laughs> for high achieving women. Like if you've been running in circle, wondering why your body is not bouncing back, wondering why, you know, of course there's acknowledging everything you've been going through in the emotional piece, which is the work you do with Danita. But then there's also that component of, you know, giving some support to your body so it can actually heal and bounce back. If you've depleted everything, there's going to be an organic systemic effect that has happened to the body. And regardless of where your baseline is, like I think when you said the word predisposition, I really connected to that because I mean, I think genetically and generationally, you know, we have predispositions based on lifestyle, environmental factors, Mm -hmm. things that our grandparents did, our great grandparents, our parents, like how we lived, how we grew up, that's all going to affect our baseline. And then the level of stress that we accumulate throughout our life and how our body's actually able to process organically and systemically everything Mm -hmm. that comes at us. Mm -hmm. And so that's also, it's the mind and the body. Literally, I always say I'm a student for life. Like I learn every day, obviously, like in the topic of health and mindset, I think we're just starting to make breakthroughs. And so it's so interesting, but like, when you're in burnout, you're also like eating through your reserves, just at a physical level. So all your nutrients, like, so you become in that depleted state, just from a nutrient basis. When we think about just going back to the liver and how it detoxifies on its own, you have to have very essential nutrients in a large amount to be able to do that process successfully. And that's what happens is when you've been running through burnout, you just go through all your reserves. So you're depleted at all levels. You have no nutrients left. Even your organs are having a hard time completing their basic functions. That's why for me, it it came from replenishing, learning to nourish. And when I say nourish my body, yes, of course, I mean the right foods, but really nourish my body and my soul in all the ways. And nature was a big part of that for me. Replenishing those nutritional deficiencies, And then giving that liver the support that it needs. It's not just in the things we eat, the the air we breathe. It's also past traumas, unprocessed, repressed emotions. That creates pressure on the liver as well. Well, it creates pressure on the liver. And it does so partly in because of our cortisol levels. When our past traumas and experiences and how we view the world and our beliefs and our core wounds and our transgenerational and our masculine wounds and our feminine wounds and all of these wounds come in and they're adding stress to our life. They deplete our cortisol levels, which then has an effect on how our body functions and just like the adrenals and and then affects the organs and how they're functioning. And it's all just this big circle that is connected from our experiences in life. It's a big cascade effect. When you two talk about the idea of the body-mind-soul balance in order to heal the burnout, Is there a place in which someone can start to go, okay, this is happening to me. This is how I'm feeling both in my body or mind. And what would be the first step to start the journey towards their healing? I think awareness is half of the battle. And that's the piece that took me a while. Like I said, I needed someone else to tell me, I think this is what's going on with you. Like I just thought that I was tired and that this was just me aging and 
going through, you know, selling a company and all of that. So I thought that was just what was going on. So I think awareness is key. Like I said, like when you are in burnout, you can't expect to be making these like drastic life changes because you can barely wake up in the morning. Anyway, that was my experience. Everything was hard. I always say back to basics. And that's really what helped me reconnecting with nature. Less is more when you're in burnout. So it's really like that nourishment piece, that awareness piece. And then for me, it was really about reconnecting with my true nature, reconnecting with myself. The worst thing is I was trained as a kinesiologist. Like I knew all of these things, the way I thought success was defined, the way I thought I should operate in my life completely took over all that I knew. And so I had to kind of go back and meditate, even if it's just for five minutes, connect with my body, connect with my breath. And that's usually where I say to begin, like, don't try to change everything all at once. It's really back to basics. And then the body always wants to be in a state of balance. That's its preferred state. So if you start giving giving it the nourishment through the food, through the slowing down, through being in your creative and your flow side and your on your feminine side, then you start nourishing back the body and then it it will heal itself. That's really what the body does. Naturally, it will heal itself. To me, the liver detox was like a line in the sand that really allowed me to be like, okay, clouds are parted. Here we go. <laughs> wow. And Danita, what about you? I was going to say the same thing in just regards to awareness. Just thinking every day, stopping, taking a moment and saying, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? The very first thing when you wake up in the morning, what is your thought? If it is, I don't want to get up, write that down. I don't want to get up. How come? What's going on with you that in this moment, I don't want to get up? Oh my gosh, I have to do this again today. I don't have the energy. How am I possibly going to get this done? You see your kids as sometimes a burden because you don't have the energy to make their lunches take them to school, pick them up from school, take them to after school activities and work and care for your husband the way that you want to and receive care. Like you can't in that state, it's impossible to even receive care because you're just like, I need to survive. When you're going through the daily motions, what are you thinking and what are you feeling? Because that awareness right there is just like a very first step of saying, how do I feel about myself? What you're both saying is simple in effect because you just have to take the time to pause and think about yourself and be aware of your body and be aware of your mind and aware of your thoughts. Now, both of you have gone through burnout, so you're well aware of how to help others. Do you come across people in your day-to-day and you just want to grab them and, and say, let me help you? You can see what they're going through in that moment. Yes, that's what I do every day. (laughs) The women I work with are exactly like me. But what's interesting is very often I'll catch them right before they're there, which is awesome. While they still have a little bit of stamina in them, I can make sure that we see what needs to be seen and feel what needs to be felt before they kind of go on the the other side. The other side. (laughs) That's where I come in. It's when you get to that point that there has to be a change. That is generally where you have either 
connected with someone like Vanessa and you've done so much work and then it's just like, I need a little bit more. What is it? What would it be like on the other side if my thoughts changed, if my beliefs changed, if I wasn't being held back by core wounds or transgenerational trauma or feminine wounds or masculine wounds, if I wasn't in that state, what would it be like? I work with women all the time, but I have to say, I also feel like I do it to myself. When I feel myself getting into a certain place, I almost, I have to shake myself and be like, okay, what's going on? Let's have a chat with myself, with my body, with my mind, everything and say, okay, what do I need to start doing? What do I need to start implementing? What have I forgotten lately? Okay, let's start doing, get back on track. When you have that awareness, that's when you really start to see changes in your own life, I think, because no one is going to just go along life and never have anything happen to them. You can do all the work that you want, but you're going to travel through life and something is going to happen and you're going to have to recognize the signs that point you either can work with yourself or you reach out to someone and you say, you know what, this was a big event. I need to connect with someone to work through it. And that's where I find one of the biggest blocks that I feel with people and the people that I work with is that they've done so much work that they feel like they can do it on their own because they're at this point of, I have this knowledge, I can do it. Then they try to do it on their own, which can work successfully at sometimes, but they forget to reach out at other times. And I think that's a huge factor is that part of where we feel we have to do it on our own. And that's not the case. Like, it's not the case that you have to do all of these things on your own, even if you know what you have to do. (laughs) Whatever you're trying to achieve, whether it's a business goal, a personal health goal, a mindset goal, or just like shedding old stories, you need accountability. Danita, you explained this to me. These are painful times in your life, your body is going to do everything it can not to take you there on your own. That's basically what the body does. It's it's protecting you. I cannot possibly go as far or as deep in this work on my own because my body just won't let me. We are in a survival state in that moment. And our number one goal in life is to not feel pain. In order to survive, we avoid pain as much as possible. So we have all these coping mechanisms in place and things that we do in life to try to protect ourselves and thoughts and beliefs that we have in order to protect ourselves from feeling pain. It is very challenging to take yourself to the brink of moving through these big emotions and these big beliefs. It is very challenging. Having someone guide you through this is where you're going to be able to get to the other side and see shifts and transitions because your body doesn't want to take you there alone. And I just said the word alone, which I mean, to everyone is just terrifying on its own or the majority of people, you know, doing all this on your own alone. That is why people need Vanessa and Danita. That is why you exist in this world. You both have dedicated your lives to help others and our professionals. And that is why people need to reach out to both of you together separately to get the help that they need. Thank you so much for the conversation, Jen. I know today was a big conversation and I'm so happy that you were here for it to share in our time together. What brilliant women. And I'm so grateful for the work that you both do to help everyone in the world become better because of the experiences that you walk through. So it's been a joy to listen to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. It was a joy hearing your words, your ideas. Vanessa, tell us how we can reach out to you, where we can find you. 
I hang out mostly on Instagram at V Grutman. You can also find me on my podcast, The Energy Upgrade. And I did an episode with Danita. If you want to hear about the work we did together that cheated on me, <laughs> the brain tapping and everything else. Otherwise, there's my website, VanessaGrutman.com. Amazing. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible explore the other side of life, to find awareness in their truth and learn to love where they are at and discover where they can go. So if you found support and guidance in any way today, I would love to hear from you. The best way is to simply share your love by leaving me a comment on whatever platform you are tuning in from. I will be reading every single one of them. Or you can connect with me on YouTube where I share healing sound meditations. And you can always learn more about me, my services, and what it is I do at www.gypsyheart.ca. That's www.gypsyheart.ca. I can't wait to connect again soon.